Today's lesson, or message, is going to be out of James 2, uh, starting with verse 14, and we're going to go through 19. What good is it, my brothers, if a man claims to have faith but has no deeds? Can such faith save him? Suppose a brother or sister is without clothes and daily food. If one of you says to him, Go, I wish you well, keep warm and well fed, but does nothing about his physical needs, what good is it? In the same way, faith by itself, if it is not accompanied by action, is dead. But some will say, You have faith, I have deeds. Show me your faith without deeds, and I will show you my faith by what I do. You believe there is one God, good. Even the demons believe that and shudder. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father God, I just want to thank you for your words. Father, uh, be with anyone out there who needs to hear these words today. Be with me as I try to express that which you've laid on my heart. Uh, Father, and above all, help us to remember that you are the one in control. It's in Jesus' name I pray, amen. Um, this week I took a quick trip through the Bible. Okay, started at the front, just flipped through. I ran across a few people I'd like to mention to you today. First one's Adam and Eve. Okay, first two. Um, one of my favorite lines about Adam and Eve, and we talked about this the other day and uh, a couple weeks ago in Bible study, is that when God asked Adam, did you eat of the fruit that I told you not to? Adam's reply, well, that woman that you put here with me gave me that fruit. Okay? I just, you know, immediately, let's transfer, you know, that over. But Adam and Eve, they were there at the beginning. And uh, everybody knows all about Adam and Eve. And we're going to move on to Abraham. We're just mentioning Abraham all over the place today. Uh, he got mentioned in Sunday school class again. Matt mentioned him. God came to Abraham and said, pack up everything and start walking that way, and I'll let you know when to stop. And he did it. That, that in itself is amazing to me. Just pack up, start walking, I'll let you know when to stop. Then came the promise. Matt touched on the promise. It took a while, but Abraham continued to trust God. There were some stumbles here and there. He's human, but then the promise came true. Then there was Isaac, his son, his one and only son. And God said, go take Isaac up on the mountain for sacrifice, to sacrifice. So Abraham's like, okay, what? You know, Abraham's got to be thinking, he promised me. So, while he was thinking about this promise, if you read about it, Abraham had no doubt that there would be an animal there to sacrifice. That's amazing. I mean, he's human. He had his faults. He did things he wasn't supposed to, but he trusted God. Moses. Where do we start? Okay. 
got raised in the palace, discovered he was a Jew, ended up leaving Egypt, thought I'm done with them. God said, I need you to go back to Egypt and you need to go to the Pharaoh and you're going to set all my people free and you're going to be their leader. Moses is like, I I don't think so, Lord. The Lord said, oh, yes, you are. And he did it. He went back. And then he had to lead these people. The Jewish people, (laughs) and, and it's not just the Jewish people, but as we read these, they're a stubborn bunch of people. They're no different than we are. At one time, they're getting fed every day. You don't have to go out. Get your food, just walk outside the tent, pick it up. And they were complaining that they didn't have onions. Okay, they called them leeks, but you know, it's an onion. Remember when we had those good onions? What? You know? And and, and I'm going up on this mountain. You guys behave yourselves. Come down. What'd they do? Build an idol. Okay, you want me to lead them? Okay. 40 years. 40 years through the desert leading these people around. Stubborn bunch of people. And we come to Joshua. Joshua's, the Lord told Joshua, okay, you got this great leader, Moses, that's just been leading you people for 40 plus years. And guess what you get to do? Now you have to take his place. What do you think was running through Joshua's mind? How am I, in the world, am I supposed to take Moses' place? Did Joshua do everything right? Did Moses do everything right? Did Abraham? Did Adam? No. Human beings. But they all trusted God. Ruth and Boaz. Ruth trusted God, and she didn't really know God. But Boaz followed what he was supposed to do. From the not gleaning to the very edge of his fields, leaving that for people that need it, to going to the leaders, to asking, is there anybody else? If not, I'm going to marry this woman. A couple of pretty good people. They trusted the Lord. <sighs> David, okay, 16 years old, was it? Goes out, kills a giant. Anybody ever, he picked up more than one stone. It wasn't because he wasn't, didn't think he wasn't going to kill the giant with one stone. It's because the giant had brothers. (laughs) So he's like, "Uh, I better take a couple more. How many opportunities did David have to kill Saul? But he didn't do it. Was David perfect? Uh Uh-uh. We know of all the mistakes David made, but he always repented. He always went to the Lord and asked for forgiveness because he was a man after God's own heart. Elijah, my favorite story in the Bible, one of my favorite, got Elijah, and he got 99 priests of Baal, okay? One against 99. They got their half a cow on the there, you know, calling down fire, nothing happened. They're cutting themselves, they're dancing around, they're doing this, they're doing that. And Elijah's egging them on. I just love it. Come on, what's going on? Where's your God? What does he do? Douses the whole thing with water. Water running all over the place. 
God called down fire and immediately burnt it up. One of my favorite stories. Elijah then got mad and ran off and another human being not doing what God told him, but he trusted God and God brought him back. Job, where do we start? This man had everything, and I mean everything taken away from him and still trusted God. Was he perfect? Nope, but he trusted God. I like Esther. You know why I like Esther? She, her uncle told her to go to the king. Going to the king without the king summoning you, you could be put to death. Did she immediately go to the king? She fasted. She prayed. She had her maidens fast and pray. Then she went to the king. She trusted God. Ah, Jonah. No, Lord, I don't want to do that. I'm going to go run away. Uh, After three days in the belly of a fish, (laughs) changed his mind. Imagine that. Still was mad, but he trusted God when he went back. The one that always surprised me, and I, I didn't read, I read through Hosea. I'm trying to figure out if he ever did anything wrong. He more than likely did, it just wasn't in the Bible. Everybody know Hosea? Uh, Hosea, I want you to go marry this adulterous woman and uh, hang on to her. She's going to leave a couple times. She's going to come back. That's your wife, though. I mean, how many people would have done that? But he trusted the Lord. Uh, we come to the New Testament. We have our Lord and Savior, Jesus. We have the apostles. All the people the apostles touched all the hearts, and we have Paul. These people we read about all the time. The thing that all these people have in common, they trusted the Lord and they did what the Lord told them to do. So what did you do this week? Pick up your bulletin, look at the front of your bulletin. There's four things on the front of the bulletin. And surprisingly, I didn't bring mine with me. Okay, there's somebody sitting there watching TV. There's somebody playing games. There's somebody went to a sporting event. And there's somebody reading the Bible. Is there anything wrong with any of these things? Yeah, I know it says Wrigley Field, and that's probably wrong to you, but I didn't do the picture, okay? Okay. There's nothing wrong with any of those things. Nothing. As long as you don't make them your priority. Now, people are saying, wait a minute, this guy's reading the Bible. Is it, should that be a priority? Yes. What I'm talking about is do you spend all your time reading the Bible and you don't go outside your walls to do what the Bible says? Everything on there is okay. There's nothing wrong with any of it. As long as you do it in moderation. As long as you don't put it in front of what God has asked us to do. The scripture I read, there have, there's people out there that argue that Paul says one thing, James says another. False. Okay? They're telling you the same thing. You have to have faith. That's what Paul tells us. If you don't have faith and you're doing deeds, the deeds aren't any good. You have to have faith. What do you do with your faith? 
What do all these people we talked about that I mentioned earlier, did they just, yeah, I trust God, and then just stood around, sat around? They didn't watch TV. They didn't have any. I don't know what they would do for entertainment. Sit around and count the, the stars, maybe? I don't know. They couldn't do the bacteria. They didn't have microscopes. But they did what the Lord told them to do. What do we do? Enough. It's time for a God duel, little g. For Elijah, it was the God Baal, little g, and its prophets. You can cry and shout for your job to save you, or you can try talking to your TV or your computers. Not your friends, nor your social organization, not even the election can give you satisfaction in life. Like Baal, all the gods, little g, in your life are dead and lifeless. The real question is, what or where where or what is going to win in your life? It's a quote from a, a person I follow. It's called the baker and the bread. What is the priority in your life? James 2.14 What good is it, my brothers, if a man claims to have faith but has no deeds? Can such faith save him? So, Can it? Can just your faith save you? James is telling us no. James is telling us that Get up off the pew, leave the building, and let people know about Jesus Christ. Now, he doesn't say the pew and all that. It's the same thing. If you have faith in God, if you read your Bible every day and you know what that Bible says, what are you doing about it? There's thousands, millions of people out there that are looking for Christ. Most of them don't know it. Some of them know they're looking for something. If you as a Christian is not going out and telling them about it, what's, what good is it being a Christian? We're good in here. That's great. I love coming to church. I love meeting. I've enjoyed the fellowship out there sweating in the sun yesterday. Had somebody from where I work was excited. She got off work early one day this week. She was driving by the church and she remembered that there was a dog park. She went home with her kids, got her dog, brought it back to the dog park. She said how wonderful it was. It was great. Next time I passed her, I said, oh, don't forget, we also have church on Sunday morning at 1030. She's not here, but I planted that seed, not the first time. But I told her, you know, hey, we, we have church too. You can come visit. On August 7th, 2022, but that's not fair, Acts 12, 1 through 11. That was the message. Now, I don't know if it, most of you know, but you see me up here writing. I'm not, I don't have the bulletin. I'm not finding the words on the back of it. I'm, I'm taking notes. Notes I had for the August 7th message was James's brother, James' brother John was killed. Other people were killed by Herod Agrippa. The guards were all killed because Peter got away. Why was James killed and Peter wasn't? But the word of God continued to increase and spread. If life was fair, then Jesus wouldn't have gone to the cross. We would go ourselves. That's what I got from that message. 
that last line, if life was fair, we would be the ones going to the cross because we're the sinners. Christ wasn't a sinner, but he went to the cross for you and me. August 14th, we had a missionary. August 21st, walk in love. Ephesians 5, 1 through 10. My notes read, Albert Einstein left Germany in 1933 because of Hitler. Many people followed, but most would not listen. Do you like your comfortable life? God is love. Should we only think of love and never talk about the evil in the world? Take up your cross daily. We shouldn't be living for selfless reasons. We should be living for Christ. That's what I got out of that message. You know what struck me the most? All those people in Germany, all those Jewish people, were too comfortable to make a change. How comfortable are you? Pretty comfortable? Is it time to make a change? What changes do you need to make? How do you need to change your perspective on what you do, what you have? What do you need to do? What do you need to do to share God's love with the people outside these walls? August 28th, well, deep subject. John 4, 1 through 15. My notes say, Jesus broke social norms all the time. All he broke, all he broke was because they weren't from the Father. No Jew would have talked to a Samaritan woman, let alone ask her for water. And then I've got a bunch of scripture he wrote down here. What social norm do you need to break to reach somebody for Christ? Jesus did it. It's unheard of. A Jewish man, a rabbi, talking to a Samaritan woman, asking her for water? What social norm do you have to get rid of? What social norm do you have to break for Christ? A lot of people out there. September 4th, 2022. Great rejoicing, wicked nonsense, and being a copycat. Third book of John. I don't have a lot of notes on this. Let me sh- let me share with what I have. Are you a leader of the church? Do you tell people about the Lord? The Holy Spirit works within us. If you are a Christian, you need to be telling people about Christ. Are you scared? You're uncomfortable? Eh, that's really not the type of person I want to talk to. I wouldn't know how to talk to that person. Do you need to get up off your comfortable chair, turn the game off? It's pretty easy nowadays when you're a Cubs fan, you know. We're not winning a lot of games, so it's kind of easy to turn it off. Football season starts today, professional. Got a game going on. Am I going to watch part of it? Probably. Depends on what time my son and daughter-in-law pick up the two grandkids as to exactly how much of it I get to watch because... They don't like watching football, even though dad watches it sometimes. But what else am I going to do? I have to go to work tomorrow. I still got some things I need to do at home. Is there anybody close around that I can mention God to? James 2, 14 through 17. What good is it, my brothers, if a man claims to have faith but has no deeds? Can such faith save him? Suppose a brother or a sister is without clothes and daily food. If one of you says to him, go, 
I wish you well, keep warm and well fed, but does nothing about his physical needs. What good is it? In the same way, faith by itself, if it is not accompanied by action, is dead. But someone will say, you have faith, I have deeds. Show me your faith without deeds, and I will show you my faith by what I do. You believe there is one God? Good. Even the demons believe that and shudder. Even the demons believe there's one God. What do you do to show people around you your faith? What does your faith cause you to do to let people know about Jesus Christ? We can stay in here inside these walls and we can raise our hands and we can sing and we can shout and we can love the Lord. And that's great. It's wonderful. I love raising my hands to the Lord when I'm singing. It helped out yesterday when I was holding that up for Matt and Mark to get them bolted in. But what do I do when I go outside these walls? Do you hide from God? Do you keep God in a little box? I'm gonna I'm gonna keep him over here. I don't wanna I don't wanna mention him people I work with because they're gonna make fun of me or they're just gonna scoff. In first John Chapter 3, 16 through 18, it says, This is how we know what love is. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers. If anyone has material possessions and sees his brother in need, but has no pity on him, how can the love of God be in him? Dear children, let us not love with words or tongue, but with actions in truth. It's all throughout the New Testament. Get off your backside and get out there and let people know. They say it a little more elegant than that. That's what we're being told to do. Are we comfortable? These pews aren't bad. They're better than no padding at all. I think during the pandemic, when we were going out over the internet, I was real comfortable. I was in my chair, kicked back with a cup of coffee. I love the fact that we were able to continue church. I love the fact that we can still continue to send it out. But are you too comfortable sitting at home? The Bible tells us that we need to come in here, need to get with your fellow Christians, worship with them, praise the Lord with them, help them build you up so you can go outside these walls and do something about it. Revelation 22, 7-10. Behold, I am coming soon. Blessed is he who keeps the words of the prophecy in this book. I, John, am the one who heard and saw these things. When I had heard and seen them, I fell down to worship at the feet of the angel who had been showing them to me. But he said to me, Do not do it. I am a fellow servant with you and with your brothers and the prophets of all who keep the words of this book. Worship God. A couple weeks ago in class, we studied this. There was a paragraph in here that I want to read to you. Because when people read, Behold, I am coming soon. What do they do? Okay, I'll get ready. Listen to these words. While we are tempted to hear the soon of Jesus with the ears of signs and schedules, He speaks this promise to sober us and spur us to action. We ask, when will this happen? 
Jesus asked, what is happening in you and through you right now? We ask, are the signs in line with the prophetic word? Jesus asked, is your heart in line with the prophetic word? We ask, is it almost done? Jesus asked, what have you done? We ask, how far is he coming? How far away is his coming? Jesus asked, how near to me do you believe? Think about that. We Don't we always think, I'm coming soon? We think that could be... And it can. It can be any time. What are you doing about it? That's what these words are saying. What are you doing about it? Are you prepared? What's in your heart? Can you go outside the walls and let people know? We do a fantastic job on missions in this. It just amazes me. We have missionaries in here all the time. Ides. Ides does such a, such a wonderful job. Milton Bates, listen to God. Ides goes around the world. We support that. Next Sunday after church. You can get fed so hungry people can get fed. All through the year. Last Sunday of the month, we collect change. We collect cans. So hungry people around the world. So when they ask, who would just give us food? Well, Jesus told us to do this. Let me tell you about Jesus. Down in Kentucky, flood victims. A few years ago, the youth group went down to Slidell, Mississippi, helped rebuild houses after a hurricane. Through Ides, we support them. The dog park gave me another opportunity to invite somebody to church. And it's not even fully opened yet. I'm thinking one more Saturday we should have the rest of that done, huh? It's open now. When we're out there working on it, you know how many people drive through and look? They just drive through the parking lot. Look, they want to know. They see the sign out here. The city's going to build a dog park, and they want to charge people to go to it. You can come to our dog park free. We don't even tell you you have to come to church. We'd love for you to come to church. We're hoping that people see the love that we have for the people of this city, that we put the time and effort in there to come in here. And we'll say it again. Who thought of this? Well, we had a think tank that went on. We had these old men and women sitting around thinking and thinking. Nah, we had a young man, nine, ten, nine, eight, nine, nine years old. We didn't have a think tank. We had a nine-year-old said, let's build a dog park. People would like it. If one person comes through these doll doors because of that dog park and accepts Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, it was worth it. One. We want bunches, but if one, all because Sam said, let's build a dog park. What else can we do? I'm sorry I'm still going on. I usually only have one page. I had two this time. There were a lot of things going on. Look and listen. Look and listen where? You go out, out of these walls, you go to stores, maybe you go on walks, maybe you go on bicycle rides. Look and listen. You're in a store, single mom too, or the mother, she's having a hard time. You can see it in her face. What do you do? Can I help you? Give her a hand. The mother or father in front of you had too much in their basket. They don't have the money to pay for it. Look, I got an extra couple bucks. Let me help you with that. Most of them are going to say, why'd you do that? 
What are you going to tell them? Because Jesus told me to. A lot of them are going to say, where do you go to church? When they ask me that at work, I pull a card out and hand it to them. Right here. There's people all over my my works area that have my cards. Invite them. Look, listen. You're on a walk. Coming up on that couple that's got a problem. They have a loved one that's very sick. Can I pray for you? You know, we tell people all the time, I'll pray for you. Do you? It's one thing to say, I'll pray for you. And it's another thing to say, can I pray for you right now? It's going to get them looking. Going to think. Going to think. What, what, are you scared? What do you want to do? Everybody in here has a story. Your story with Christ. Everybody in here has a story you can tell somebody. Everybody's story is different. Your story is unique to you because there's people out there that are just like you and they need to hear your story. Wow, I went through that. You know what got me through that? Jesus got me through that. You want me to tell you why? People want to know. There's thousands, millions of people out there They've heard of Jesus. They know Christians. But do they know Christians? Do they know you? Can you tell them? You're a Christian. What what do you have to work with? You have your story. You have your faith. You have the Holy Spirit that's going to guide you. Invite people to church. Tell them about Jesus. Let them know where their salvation comes from. That's That's our job. I got one job. I don't want two. Guess what? I'm a Christian. I got two jobs. It's our job to let people know about Jesus. If you don't tell them about Jesus, you were the one God put in their path, and they die suddenly, they're going to hell. That's rough. That's hard to take in as a Christian. If they... God put them in your path and you didn't do anything about it. You got to answer God eventually. I don't want to really end on a <laughs> kind of a downer, but if you're here right now and you don't know Jesus as your savior and you haven't been baptized, this is the time. This is the time. You can come forward. I don't care if there's only two other people here. We got water in the baptistry. Let's go ahead. The praise team. Uh.